important because uh, we have to look at it as our students, right? Yeah, so we're talking about the psychological aspects, right? We're also talking about, so that's why when we talk about time, we're talking from a philosophical uh, angle, from the idea of psychology, from the idea of the body, right? So that's when we talk about time, yeah? Uh, now, if you want a reference book, you can read my book, but I don't know where you'll get it. You'll get it in the department library because I gave a copy to them, right? Uh, I don't know whether the main library has bought it. They should uh, because I, this is a friend of mine. I couldn't afford to give it because it's too expensive, right? Uh, a friend of mine from Japan uh, sent it to the library and it's there in the library, right? So that's one. The second thing is you can go on, yeah, you can go on to shodganga.com, right? And you'll have one of my students called Lizama Korean, right? And she has uh, done a PhD on the railway novel, right? And there's a big treatment on time and space and how time and space is altered because of the railways and coming the railways to India, right? So her work is on the railways as a fiction in the Indian subcontinent or something of that sort, right? So you can look at it, right? Uh, so just go and type Shodganga railways and you'll definitely get this, right? Yeah, and the whole idea of the railway novel and she's going to talk, she talks about all those things, right? So that's on the website, you can read it. There are a lot of typos and uh, well, in spite of me trying to say that, look, these things have to be changed, they're not changed and I feel very bad about it, right? So anyhow, that, be that as it may, the content is quite good, right? And it's, it's very well done, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, so people, some people don't bother about commas and full stops and all the content is the most important and well, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm uncomfortable about all these things, right? Yeah, fine. Now, uh, last time we were talking about time and space. We were talking about attitude, time and space and the workplace, right? Yeah, so I'll take up the SWOT analysis after all these things, right? Or we're going already over there, right? When we're talking about reality therapy, Right? We are talking about the questions of what I know, what I don't know and all those kind of things. Right? And of course, one of the problems that we have is no board right? and uh, uh, that's a very, very severe handicap. Right? Though Teams and Google and all that have this thing of using the laptop. So I may have to learn how to do that right? and uh, make a, a kind of a board or a uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, a presentation of, on your PDF forms, right? And give it up, right? So I'll do that, right? So I've forgotten the technical term and I, I use it, right? Yeah, so uh, I've forgotten the, the, the word for it because the too many words that have cluttered up my imagination, right? Yeah, so one of the things that we're talking about is we're talking about the workplace, right? Basically, when we talk about the SWOT analysis, the idea is close to what you call reality therapy, right? Yeah, or what is called, how do you confront reality? And yesterday when we were talking about reality, we were talking about some people have more experience of reality, right? Just by living your life, you gain some amount of experience 
right? Because of certain things, maybe you are not sensitive to those things, but because of an experience in your life, right? Or in anybody's life, for that matter, right? Uh, your attitude towards the world is different, right? And that goes back. This is psychology. It goes back to childhood, right? So from the age of zero to the age in where you are, what are your life experiences, right? Now that is something that the brain is keeping track of, the body is keeping track of, right? And uh, many people like to forget that we are in the body and we have a body, right? Yeah, and what is important is when we look at the body and when we look at the human body, right? We are talking about how much does a body remember, right? If you talk about playing a musical instrument and I keep going back over there, right? Or doing yoga or doing pole vaulting or doing any of these other things, right? Go swimming, driving a car, cycling, all those kind of things. It's not only the mind, but it's the body which learns a lot of these things, right? Your nerves and muscles coordinate, right? And that's why yoga is important. Uh, swimming is important. Cycling is important. All these things are important because we are living in a body and the body also has a memory, right? Unfortunately, uh, in periods of time from Plato downwards, the body has been excluded, right? And people think that we are only spiritual beings without a body, right? Yeah, and uh, that's what most of the philosophers think and it's only uh, people who think materially say that, well, if there is no mind, right? Or if there is, where is the mind and where is the body? And that's the famous debate between uh, Bishop Berkeley and Hume, right? One says there's no body and the other one says there's no mind, right? Yeah. So you, you have all these big debates in philosophy which are very important when you're talking about reality therapy, right? Yeah. And many of us, uh, yesterday we talked about the idea of working in a call center or a back office a digital platform which is located in the United States, Germany or anywhere else, right? And what happens to the body, right? So the body suffers, right? The body changes and adapts because we are young, right? And the body can't go on doing that for a long period of time. We are talking about time, right? And when you take up a job like that because maybe you just need to make some money or need to make uh, ends meet or many people do that or they get a little higher pay but at what cost right so the cost is going to be felt after 20 years after 30 years right because to do all those kind of night shifts you need coffee all the time to pay attention right you need to sleep in the day and work in the night right so all these things are bad for the health of the body right yeah and we're talking about whole human beings we're not only talking about working and attitude for the to the workplace and this kind of what you have as nationalism which is being pandered around and you quote John F. Kennedy who says don't ask what the nation has to do for you ask what you have to do for the nation right yeah and that's exactly what all the people in organizations try to do right they're talking about your dedication full-hearted dedication and all those kind of things which is important but in moderation yeah so when we're talking about this what analysis which we'll come to but when we're talking about time and attitude right 
we have to talk about the idea of we are doing a job, right? Yeah, and many of us conflate the job with our life, right? And it's important because this course is also about life studies, right? If you go and work any amount of hours in a call center or a back office or any of these kind of things, right? Even if you are working in the day and you work beyond eight hours, right? Uh, what happens is one is the concentration gets less, right? Yeah, and I, I'm not for all the nonsense that they're talking about the prime minister that he works so many hours a day and all that kind of thing. What concentration, right? Yeah, okay. If you can do if you can do four hours of very concentrated work, right? That's more than the eight hours or ten hours or hundred hours that you spend, right? Yeah. So the idea is. We are talking about the mind and how much can the mind concentrate, yeah? What happens to your body if you sit down for eight hours working, right? We are actually talking what you talk about when you go to the SWOT analysis, but we are talking about human beings and people, right? Because in the arts faculty, we are talking about human beings. We are not talking about the business and how the business is important. That is what the MBAs will teach you. That's what the technology will teach you. They'll forget and you'll forget that you are a human being. Yeah, right? And that's something important because we're working in a very corrupt world where the big uh, industrialists, the big companies are actually trying to own our minds and bodies and everything, right? And this is what we call neoliberalism, right? That's a term from political science, if some of you are political science students, right? And this is a term that comes to India especially with Manmohan Singh and uh, uh, Chinambaran, right? Yeah, these are the people who get this idea of neoliberalism here to India. And the problem with neoliberalism is that neoliberalism means that the corporates are controlling all the countries, right? Yeah, and that's why uh, Chinambaran and Manmohan Singh create this idea of the Maoist and the Naxals in Chhattisgarh and Orissa and all those places when they're actually poor tribals who are actually fighting for their rights and they're actually fighting against the international uh, kind of mafia which is called the corporate mafia, right? Yeah, and many of the Indians also are part of that corporate mafia. They fund elections and this is the reality that's going on, right? So if you're talking about the policies of India changing, you are talking about the neoliberals actually the neoliberal policy which says the corporates have to rule right it's not it's not as clear as that but it is trying to say that uh, do everything for the benefit of the corporates right so when you do everything for the benefit of the corporate what happens to you right what happens to you as a human being right yeah so the cop at one level you have the national the nationalist ideas, okay, which are uh, the different kinds of nationalism, right? And you can look into that and you can study up nationalism, right? But that, when it goes along with this idea of neoliberalism, you are selling your soul and your body to a corporate, right? So you must remember where to draw the line, yeah? And we shouldn't go to a, a field or to an organization because many of you and uh, uh, will probably work in what you call a private corporate, right? Because 
they're supposed to pay us more money, but they extract more, uh, to use Shakespeare's expression, more than a pound of flesh from us, right? And uh, when you work, especially in this call center jobs, etc., the exploitation is very high, okay? And because you get uh, some kind of money, which is better than many other companies or whatever that is, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, you keep working and you slog it out and uh, the company hours are in the night, right? And what you find over there is uh, all sorts of things which are, uh, which are what you have late capitalism doing, right? Like for instance, you have this idea of no qualifications, right? There was a student of mine who had done an MA with us in North Gujarat. He did an LLB and he did a, uh, a journalism uh, course, right? And he's working as a translator for the Gujarat government, right? Uh, right under Modi when Modi was chief minister, right? So that's uh, what it is. So he was in a call center, right? And he was telling me that, well, this is great because in this call center, there is no question of your degree. They don't care about your degree, right? Yeah, it's just a question of, uh, and the person who is in the head of the team is a person who is uh, got only a 12 standard or a 10 standard, right? Now the question is, do you want to deal with all that, right? I'm not, I'm not prejudiced about that, and I'm not saying that your degree is very important, right? Uh, but the question is, can you actually put up with that? Because that means that your level of intelligence doesn't match the qualifications that you have, right? Yeah. Uh, and if you can put up and you need the money, then you go and do it, right? And a lot of people have kept doing that to uh, look after their families and all those kind of things, right? So it's up to you and you have to make an existential choice. Do I want to take up this job? These are the consequences, right? And the consequences are very important. We have to think of consequences, right? And that's uh, when we take responsibility of our actions, right? So we are talking about consequences to yourself and to your body because the human being comes first. And I definitely, in a cooperative, uh, in a corporate world and in a post-capitalist world, I have to be scared that I'm not being exploited, right? And I have to be suspicious of everybody exploiting me, right? So uh, these are things that they look very nice. And well, I also was deceived when I went to a dot com, right? Because the office was very tastefully done with all this kind of etched glass. And uh, you, you get a feeling that these co this company is doing very well, right? If I knew that the company was going to close down, I wouldn't have joined it, right? Yeah, so that's something as interesting as it is, right? Of course, uh, I didn't, I don't think I made a mistake because slowly when it closed down, I got more exposure into different cities and different kinds of jobs, right? So that's something else that you might like, right? But so when you get in, uh, we are talking about time and we're talking about short-term goals and long-term goals, right? Which I'll come back again and again too, right? So when we're talking about what long-term goals and what short-term goals do we have, right? Now, what is your life goal? That's something 
that any job will ask you for and I'm already going into the interview techniques, right? Uh, a little bit of an overlap, but when we're talking about time, we have to talk about our whole life, right? I do not like this idea at all because this is too MBA, right? Because in the MBA world, we are talking about how do you organize time, right? And this idea of organizing time is, in your interviews also they will ask you, how do you look at yourself 5 years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, okay? And they are talking about a futuristic kind of life plan, right? So time management is not something that is just about time. We talked about time as an abstract because we are students, right? And we uh, are into the philosophy of Bergson and uh, people like T.S. Eliot were talking about the moment of the rose and the moment of the yew tree or of equal duration, right? And we are also talking about how time changes, how time structures people's life, right? And this is a kind of an external kind of way of operation, right? So when we are talking about time, our time is structured by our parents. We talked about that yesterday. When the baby is born, uh, the mother gets so many feeds in so many hours, one hour a day or two, after one hour, after two hours, after three hours, by the clock, right? So what is the mother doing? The mother is programming the child into a certain kind of artificial time, okay? From that, from the moment we are born, uh, unless we live in some kind of tribal world or some kind of place where we don't go to doctors, where we don't uh, have anything to do with this established kind of medical system which slowly the world is getting into, right? Yeah, if you're fortunate enough to be born as uh, a person from a tribe, okay, or live in an extremely rural area and never go to see a doctor at all, right? from before birth till after birth, etc., then you might be a lucky person, right? But otherwise, we all put in this miserable condition of having the mothers giving you this idea of time, right? And these are external notions of time, which the baby is fed constantly, whether the baby wants it or not, whether the baby is sleeping or not, the, the mother comes and feeds the baby, because the doctor has said so, right? I must give you a very important kind of uh, uh, dictum, okay, which comes up with the enlightenment, right? And uh, it's called saper odi, right? But think, right? Okay, whatever it is, it says, and this is uh, what is the enlightenment, right? Uh, by Immanuel Kant, right? So you can look at it. It's a small little book. Try to get it and read it. Because it's important, right? Because in today's world, people say, what does the doctor say? Consult your doctor, consult your lawyer, consult this one and that one and the other, right? Don't think, consult everybody else, right? And by and large, when we're getting into the digital platform and all these kind of things, we have this idea of fall in line with all these things because they are established, right? Nobody is thinking about what harm it can do, right? So. When it comes to having a job, the idea is money is the most important thing, right? It doesn't matter about your body and when you're young, your body can take it, right? Okay, then in a question of time, the body can't take this kind of tough uh, schedules and the body has got its own rhythm and its own time, right? Maybe there is something 
that happens because the mother has uh, uh, encultured the child into this kind of a world where you have to go by the clock, right? That's one. Okay, when the child goes to school, the child has to go by the school timetable, right? And the the lunch break, the tea break, the breakfast, all that has to be adjusted to a timetable which is external again, right? It doesn't say that when I feel hungry, I go and eat, right? That's not something that any of these things do, right? So can you imagine that this is some kind of external structuring? Right, which is very important because we normally like to think of ourselves and our minds as inside our body from Plato to the present. Right? Yeah. But in the 20th century, a philosopher called Michel Foucault, uh, you can look him up. Right? He actually changes that. Right? And he says the mind is outside; it's not inside the body. Right? Okay. Now that's. A big debatable question because Plato on one hand says we are flesh entrapped in spirit and Plato is the one who gives this whole idea of uh, that uh, we are okay so that's one and the second idea is that our bodies are not even worth it right because the body is going to dust right and the body is a prison right where we are all enslaved in our bodies right and when we die we'll be free right we'll be free of this horrible thing called the body right which is something that has affected a lot of our thinking about the body right yeah the body has to be respected right but the idea of the respect for the body uh, is perhaps in sexual matters that's what the western world uh, would uh, think of right yeah and the indian world also would do that when uh, you have some things like Buddhism, which are talking about the middle path and renunciation of sexuality and all, which is again an extreme position, right? Yeah. But then, other than that, what we are talking about is when we are talking about this idea of the body and respect for the body, right? We don't talk about the body has to rest, right? We don't talk about the idea that the body has its own intelligence, right? So these things are thrown out, right? And in fact, when I pick up something, how does my body know how much of force to use? Right? So that's a very important kind of question that you can ask, right? And I don't know if you've experienced this. Sometimes you think a chair is very heavy and you use a lot of force and then you find this fine that the chair is very light, right? So that's when the body is telling you something, right? So. One of the sad things that happens in this great modern or postmodern world with what you call neoliberalism in some countries like us, right? We become neoliberal from Chitambaram and Manmohan Singh and of course our good BJP government has taken us to the fifth gear, right? So it actually is, don't think about it, the corporates are controlling us, right? The corporates are dictating all this, right? And because the corporates are dis, uh, dictating all these things, we fall in line. Yeah? So we fall in line with this idea of neoliberalism. We fall in line with this idea of the corporates ruling us. We don't care about our body. Right? Now just see, where are the corporates? The corporates might be in the United States or Japan or Germany or somewhere else. And our bodies are over here. Right? 
and our bodies have to adapt to their time, their systems, their nonsense, right? Yeah, which is very, very external to us, right? So when we're talking about time, we're talking about an external structure and how it works. And we're talking about Foucault's idea of how time, how the mind is outside the body. So when you're talking about a timetable and all that, right? And how the body gets used to this external thing, we are being disciplined into a certain kind of behavior, right? And this, of course, as I said yesterday, begins with a little infant which the mother feeds at various points of time according to a clock, right? Yeah, and said, well, uh, oh, I have to give the baby uh, this uh, feed, right? And I will give milk at this time, I will give water at this time, I have to give medicine at this time, all those kind of things are getting into an artificial kind of world, right? So if you think that you're natural, you're not. And of course, we have modern gadgets like the lights, yeah, which help us to break day and night and the rhythms between day and night, which are by our photo sensors in the, in the body, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, for instance, um, I think that is very important, yeah, because this man who we like to think of as the greatest kind of intellectual human being that ever existed, right? Uh, that is uh, Einstein, right? He got a Nobel Prize, not for relativity, but for the photoelectric effect, right? So that's important, right? Yeah, so you might like to look at all that and you'd like to look at what was the Nobel Prize given for, right? And just check on it, right? So the question is, the body has light sensors. Even if you close your eyes, you know that it's, sun, it's sunrise, right? Yeah, so the body can make out when, uh, even if you're sleeping and somebody moves in the night, your body can make out that the light and the light and dark is uh, shade, uh, uh, troublings, right? And I think yesterday we talked about how in ancient India, right, and I think that's very important, especially because we have a government which is talking about ancient India. Ancient India, uh, you can go and ask great-grandmothers if anybody is, uh, uh, has a great-grandmother or grandmother who uh, has never experienced electricity in childhood, right? So the systems were that you get a child, you keep a child for one month, okay? Uh, the, the mother keeps the child for one month in a darkened room, right? And the child doesn't get uh, out into the light, right? Because uh, that's when the eyes cannot really adapt. The eyes are not really good enough to experience the bright lights, right? And of course today, in the delivery room, the child comes probably right out into multiple tube lights, very brightly lit uh, rooms, right? So you can look at that and what happens to the body. When we're talking about technology in the body, what happens over here, right? So, uh, this is something that we have to think about, right? And when we go into the workplace, we have to keep the politics of the world in mind, not the, the immediate boss, because the immediate boss is a pawn to global politics, right? The global idea of uh, consumerism, right? So that's something that the, the boss might be uh, into, right? And the boss is probably not aware the boss, like most managers, will talk about the target. Yeah. And when you get into corporate world, you'll see all this happening, right? Yeah.
this is the target you have to get this much of money by the end of the week or at the end of the month right and this much of work has to be completed right so when you're talking about time we must go back to david ricardo and the 19th century and talk about time and money and how time becomes money and money becomes time right and you can read ricardo, uh, ricardo some of your economic students and even otherwise you go and check on all that right yeah so what is interesting is when we are looking at this whole idea of time right and people saying i don't have time and then you say well quality time time with my children time with my parents all these things are quality time right now how does a human being divide time in that right now that's one the other is we are talking about reality therapy right or we are talking about experiencing reality now my experience of reality can come from various sources right from reading books from watching movies right from uh, uh being in the world having different jobs right so that's when you get a lot of experience but i must quote a gujarati uh a scientist called vikram sarabhai right and i was a student when i read this somewhere uh, i don't know where the source is today right i remember i was in school when i read it and i didn't even know anything about sarabhai except i had heard of sarabhai chemicals and all that kind of thing right yeah so uh what is interesting about him is he says pure experience means nothing right pure experience means nothing and you can think about it and question it right yeah because the question is you people will say well i'm so old and i've experienced so much right that's rubbish right okay because people experience different things right all of us experience different parents yeah right so and i buy some of sarabhai's idea that pure experience unless you reflect upon it and think about it right and think where things happen which most people don't do right unless we do all those things we are not able to put up with the idea of a job yeah if you think of this job and you think of how you learn things what do you do in the job right you have to talk about pure experience right yeah and you're talking this is what i experience this is the difference between this and that right so that kind of reflection is very important or uh, there is a philosopher uh, not philosopher really he's an educationist uh, called paulo freire who's talking about the action reflection action method right so you do something and of course he's talking about liberating people from these neoliberal forces right yeah he's talking against the capitalist establishment which is very important right but so you have people who come together they reflect upon what has happened now what is the next step that we should do right of course this is a model that is also taken up by the capitalist right and by the uh, neoliberals and all these kind of people but when we are talking about the spot analysis which we'll get into right we are actually talking about this how do we reflect upon who we are how do you do you have reflection in your organization right not only individual i'm talking about individual but we're also talking about group reflection does your department or your team meet and talk about what are we done where are we going what is the status that we have that's what we call swot analysis right yeah so we'll talk about the technicalities of swot afterwards 
we've already got into it, right? But what is important is we're talking about where do we go, right? First of all, this is an age-old question, a very, very philosophical question about individuals, right? But when we talk about the industry and we talk about the country, right? If these paradigms are used, then you can reflect upon what you're doing and in time, where are we doing? Because we as human beings function in time. Yeah? So if you read the history of India, you read the history of England, you read the history of all these kinds of things, we see what happens in a certain amount of time. Right? Because we as human beings function in time. Yeah? And unfortunately or fortunately, I told you about Sapir and Wolf yesterday. Sapir and Wolf say that the Hopi Indians don't have time and space in their language. And that means, they, how, do you how do they understand time and space? That's a problem for us. Because we have come from a world which is Kantian, right? Which actually says that all of us, uh, the, the human being has a universal of time and space, right? Now that's problematic, extremely problematic, because what happens with people who experience, and the idea of the universal time and space, and the universal human being is a problem, right? Yeah, so how, how does a laborer experience time? How does a, a upper class person experience time, right? Yeah, all those things are a question, right? And uh, I don't think that we should be naive and go in and say, well, uh, so much of time has passed, right? Now, people take in time some, as I said yesterday, I'm repeating it again, some people take five years to learn something, right? Some people can learn it in five minutes. Yeah, exaggerated, of course, five years in five minutes, right? Yeah, but the, the question of how intelligent are you, that's what the system or the psychologist would say, right? How much of time do you take to uh, learn a task, right? And then you have your IQ and e, all that kind of thing, which is based on all this idea of how quick do you learn a task, right? Yeah, now people operate differently. Some people take a long time to learn something, right? Okay, for whatever reason, right? I, I do not know whether we can go into all those reasons because every person is individual, right? And that's important, right? Okay, but what this kind of a, uh, and we're talking about also our educational policy, which is external to us, right? And some things are important to some people at the top, right? So that's exactly why certain things are shoved down our throat, whether we like it or not, right? Yeah, and of course, the basic skills still remain language, okay, logic and numbers, right? So these are basic skills and some of us have problems with them, but we, do, we are never taught properly uh, a lot of these things, right? We hate some languages because we had bad teachers who taught us, right? Yeah, and we hate mathematics because we had bad teachers who taught us, right? So that means there is something wrong, right? Okay, and the system expects that everybody has uh, access to mathematics, has access to language, right? Now, some people take a long time to learn a language, some people pick up many languages in a short time, right? So, we're talking about, when we're talking about time, 
everybody is different and i think that's the most important thing that we have to talk about right okay so we are talking about the individual and time we are talking about the organization and time and we are talking about the nation or the world and time right so when you're talking about the individual and time you can see how you've grown in time yeah you can physically of course we've grown right you can see yourself as a little baby and growing up into uh, an adult right yeah so uh, you have what you call sexual drives you have other kinds of drives desires and all those kind of things which psychology is talking about right we have a lot of desires right and again we're talking about external desires right and uh, basic desires that most people want everybody wants to be accepted right so that's an important kind of a desire that we have right so when we are talking about a human being in time the question is how much uh, do we feel accepted right and unfortunately with time you have parents they talk about the quality time right but in that quality time do they actually give the the children acceptance right because if a child doesn't get acceptance right the child will land up with a lot of other problems in the world right i have actually seen students who try to race up and try to shove other people down right yeah that's a big problem that we have with the idea of ex- uh, acceptance right or some other people and some even some parents because of the socio economic background right like to feed their children up right yeah and of course people might uh, call me fatphobic and all those kind of things which many people like to do right but the question is there's a sociological problem and a psychological problem associated with the fact that i'm a lower middle class person right okay and i feed my child up to show that i'm very wealthy and the poor child gets overweight right yeah okay i i had this incident the other day in my own house when uh, this person who cleans the house up uh, brought a little child and uh she's always feeding him the chips and i said well i'll give him some groundnuts if you want right and actually brought him some groundnuts and i said please don't eat this because this has got salt this has got all sorts of other things preservatives and all sorts of things which is very bad for the child right and you're just giving it to him so that you keep him quiet right yeah i didn't tell her that right but that's exactly what the parents do right and then the question is the poor child is going to suffer especially if he becomes or he or she becomes obese right that's a psychological and uh, a physical problem that the person will have right the person will not be able to play all these things are in time yeah right so we're talking about 20 years hence what are we going to do this person will not be able to play people will uh, of course uh, people might like to call him uh, fatty and all those kind of things right which is not uh, a child might not be able to handle right so when we're talking about time management we have to think about all this and our purpose in the workplace is over here again very important because in the workplace we're talking about drinking or guzzling uh, cups and cups of coffee right to keep ourselves awake and alive and we don't think about the milk and the sugar right some people of course who are sensitive 
to the idea that milk and sugar uh, help us to put on weight, right? The, they would probably cut it off, right? And have black coffee and black tea and all those kind of things, right? Yeah. So maybe that's again a problem that we have to think about because when we work in all these places like Google and all these multinationals, they give you a lot of this kind of junk food, right? Which are you just press the vending machine and you you put your ID in or poke token in and you are allowed so many uh, chocolate bars and you are allowed so many uh, gems and you you've also got the treadmill and all that. I don't know how many use that. You've got a swimming pool and a treadmill and all those kind of very very fancy things right in your workspace, right? Yeah. So when we're talking about time, how much of the work time can you actually go there and do it, right? So these are possibilities. I don't know if anybody has taken the trouble and that's market research, uh, not market research, there's actually important research to do about these companies, right? Yeah, so maybe some of you are psychologists and are doing um, industrial psychology and all, can actually think about what is going on over here, right? Yeah, so when we have uh, a treadmill and a swimming pool and all these things, how many people actually use that? You've gone to a place to work, right? You're expected to finish this work and you're given flexi hours, so you can have a swim and come back and they'll be fresh again and all that, right? Now, many people don't do that, right? Yeah, because you don't need to have a swimming pool. We can go walking, right? We can go jogging. We can jog in the, uh, in the house, right? You can stand on your head in the house. You can do all those kind of things, right? So why do we need all that, right? So anyhow, uh, so we have to put up with this idea of where are we going as human beings? Where am I going in my career? Where am I going in my life? Right? I think life is more important than the career, but people don't bother about that. The career and the money is more important. And even the career is not important because a career is different from uh, what you call uh, a job. Right? A job is when I get money and go home. Right? And unfortunately, I think today all the universities and all the schools also with privatization have come to this level and that's why we have a huge crisis not only in India but all over the world right so when we're talking about going to school you find that people actually have uh, the idea of doing a job right so if I'm doing a job it doesn't mean that it's career I have I'm just going to get money and I'm only bothered about how I get up the ladder so I give substandard work to people right I do substandard work so that what is important is ha huh, I tick the boxes I may not even take a class but I say that I've taken the class that's what's happening to our university and many other universities this is what's going on right and we all know about it I don't think uh, and it's uh, of course we have the internet so what you can do is you can put on a video and say that you've taken your class and you will get more marks for it right because you're using modern technology, right? You're using video conferencing. You're using all these kind of tools, right? So you put this on, right? Have a good uh, snack or go and talk to some friends and come back and the class is over, right? Yeah, so this is the, the hypocrisy of our digital world, which is important, right? And we have to be aware of it, right? And we have to make, I'm not saying don't do it because we can't, right? But what we have to do is be aware of it and see how we negotiate with all these things, right? Yeah, I would hate 
to have as i told you yesterday i got a job in king faisal university but i didn't take it up because they told me well if you teach women right then you have to teach them with closed circuit circuit uh, television right yeah and what am i doing today i'm doing the same thing on the digital platform right with you just now right yeah so i have of course had to change because of the situation but i i actually uh, dis- there was a disgust in that right that means i can teach boys in a class but i'm not supposed to teach girls in a class and boys and girls don't sit down together right i couldn't take that right and then i said well i'm not interested right yeah so uh, when we are looking at all this we are talking about time management right and of course m- many people might say well i put on this thing and i do my own work so that i can get up the ladder right so that's with privatization of education this is something that's going on right and uh, yeah so uh, uh, yeah so you have all these kinds of very serious problems with digitalization which you and i we have to live with right and we have to face this is the reality right i may not like it you may not like it right okay and i have a, i may have as i've said my attitude towards it is well it it would have been better if we didn't have this but the stoicism comes in over there where i have to put up with all the nonsense okay and we have to put up with the world because the whole world is doing all these things and the whole world has gone mad right yeah and if i think that i don't want to be mad and get out of it right i'm not diogenes okay i'm not a cynic in that way right yeah so we have to the idea again is how do we balance it out right so i have this digital platform i have this digital world right uh, and i have all those uh, uh, devices where i can uh, like somebody asked me uh, what about notes right now i'm using all these things and we give you a lecture right so come for the lecture start reading i mentioned some books note them down or if you want ask me and i'll send them to you right yeah but the idea is is the exam the most important thing right yeah so when we talking about time management yes the exam is somewhat important right what do i learn more than the exam and more than the syllabus that's more important right so when i go to the job what do i learn right first of all i have to be honest right if i'm not honest okay which is important and i'll come back to that when i talk about interview techniques right as a human being if i'm not honest i might cheat everybody else but the first person is am i cheating myself right yeah so i don't care about the whole world but am i cheating myself right okay in the workplace it's true that there's a lot of rubbish going on it's true that people are just not doing work it's true that people are just going up the ladder without doing work yeah but do i want to be like them or not that's a choice you have to make right and many people would choose well let's get up the ladder and uh, do what i want that's what's happening with education right the the degree has become a kind of a degree that you can buy a cheap and thing and it's going down and down every day right and it's not only in india it's all over the world right so the question is you get a degree as an entry point into a job and a career etc etc right and you get very high scores which were not available to us at all right yeah so with all those high scores what do you do 
right? That's only an entry point, right? And when you get into an MBA, well, you need a graduation degree, you get it. But your entrance exam is on the 10th standard, right? Basic maths and basic English, basic logic, right? So that's when you understand that your degree is not useful, but you still need it, right? And you need to produce it, right? And all those kind of things when you get into an uh, MBA or you get into an MA program or whatever that is, right? So uh, you will think that, well, how am I growing, right? Okay, and this whole idea of growth is again badly defined by the business terms because growth is defined only in terms of money and position, right? And not in individual terms, right? The only, and even in the universities today and even in the schools today, people only think of growth in terms of money and position, right? Becoming a principal is very important. Okay, becoming the head of the department is very important. Becoming a vice chancellor is very important, and we know how hollow all these things are in our own country, right? Yeah, so we get the position, but we don't match the position, and that's exactly what happens also with marks, right? In different parts of India, you get different kinds of marks. So even if you take uh, uh, Gujarat itself, right, you get some universities which give you super high marks, right? And there's nothing to show for it, right? So when I'm, uh, I would like to tell you about an incident which happened when I was working in this uh, MBA training institute where they, it was a coaching class, glorified coaching class, right? And uh, I was working for it and we had to interview people. We were from the English faculty, but I have a science background also and I've done English. And my colleague was only a BA student and an MA student and she had never done any science except maybe in school, right? So we had to interview them to give a training of how interviews work in reality. And uh, at that point of time, the, the interviews were video recorded. We also had a person from the IIM who was an ex-student of Career Forum who would come and sit with us, right? And uh, because he knew the, he had actually gone through the interview, and he would give tips to all the students, right? So we used to record everything and give a feedback to the students, right? Yeah, and of course, uh, we had a student who had got something like 87% in his M-Tech in engineering and in mechanical engineering, right? And the funny thing is, this colleague of mine who was a BA in English and an MA in English from Stella Maris Convent, uh, College in Chennai, right? She asked, uh, this student uh, who's already worked, he's worked as a mechanical engineer, he's got the M-Tech and all that, he's gone abroad, he's gone and worked in America and all those kind of very fancy things which are very impressive but when you ask him a basic question, how does the machine work, he actually started sweating, right? Yeah, so what have you learned? Nothing. And when we looked at the marks, it says 87 degrees, right? And there's another guy who was a chemical engineer, right? And again, with some fantastic marks over 80 percent, right? Uh, and work experience and all those kind of things. And what is interesting and very interesting is, I asked him, what is the difference between gas chromatography and paper chromatography and chalk chromatography, right? He just couldn't answer. This is a basic school question, right? Now, what does it mean that your degree is fake? Right? And in India, we all getting fake degrees. Right? Please remember that. Nobody is going to think 
that your degree is real anymore, right? Yeah, in, and we're having all this COVID and all those kind of things that we are talking about, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, somebody has got a question. Yeah, uh, can you come up with a question? Whoever has asked the question, because I can't see it on my screen. I know that there's a question and it's just gone off, right? One minute. Uh, yeah. So when we're talking about our degrees, you can assume that your degree is fake because all the corporate world will assume that your degree is fake, right? Because they get all these kind of people who keep coming, okay? Uh, uh, yeah, the syllabus has already been put up. Nikhil, whoever Nikhil, right? Uh, they've already put it up on the group, right? Yeah, and study material. I am not giving you study material. I'm giving you my lecture. You can go and look up the, listen to the lecture, ask questions. That's the only study material because this is too general a course, right? And of course, I'll give you books like uh, um, uh, Harris, right? Thomas Harris, right? I'm okay, you're okay. You can read Born Again. You can read games people play, all this kind of pop psychology things because that's what gets in, right? And if you want, there are books on, the syllabus gives you enough of books perhaps, right? Because I don't even think that the syllabus is okay, right? But you can look up, I give you references to sites, etc. You can do that, right? Yeah, so uh, this idea of notes is a bad idea, right? And I'm not going to give you notes, right? I'm sorry, thank you, uh, yeah, uh, or Paul, right? Yeah, so I'm not going to uh, do all those things, right? Okay, uh, and please don't ask all these things in the middle of the lecture because there's no use, right? Yeah, now what is interesting and uh, what is, uh, yeah, and Nikhil, uh, your question itself is wrong. Send a syllabus, send a syllabus, please send a syllabus, please send a syllabus, yeah? Please correct it, right? Yeah, uh, fine. I don't know if you're there or not there, right? Okay, so when we're going back and we're talking about time management, we're talking about attitude, we're talking about reality, right? And when we talk about SWOT analysis, we're talking about reality and we're talking about growth, not only growth for yourself, but growth for the company, right? And growth for the company in terms of the business managers would mean only economic growth, right? But growth for the company also means infrastructural growth, which is a very slow process, right? And it's not, it doesn't come very soon because uh, you might not have funds and it might come at a great after a certain amount of time and uh, that's it. Of course, they should have enough money to invest. But if you are in a small, uh, now the question is, you have a small size of a company, a large size, a big size, all those kind of things, private limited, uh, public limited, all those kind of things are there, right? So we don't have infrastructure. I to take my classes from home because we don't have the infrastructure to conduct a class in the university. Right? Of course, I can take my laptop there, but I don't really know how reliable the web services are. Right? So, these are important things for us to talk about because when we're talking about the idea of time and reality, we have to talk about how does the institution grow? How do I grow as an individual? How do I grow in the institution? How does the world and the country grow? Right? Now, these are things that have to be talked about and discussed. Right? Yeah, and of course, you will see that a lot of, uh, in the West, of course, the people are very honest when they have what you call the SWOT analysis. Right? 
in India, we have a large, large history of fakery, right? And when we fake, we try to do all these things and we fake in all these places because we have to secure our job and we are very economically unstable. The job is very important. So whether it's the private world or the public world, fakery becomes the way of survival, right? Yeah, I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but this is how we operate, right? Okay, and I let, <laughs> one of the things that was very interesting in uh, in my uh, in my corporate life, right? When I told one of the bosses, I said, "Excuse me, I don't think this is okay, right? And uh, I don't think we should operate in this way, right?" A colleague of mine came and gave me a useful tip, right? He says, "There's only one thing that you do in corporate life: always say yes, sir. I'll get it done, right? And don't worry about if it's not done or it's yeah. Don't contradict the boss." The boss is always right, right? So you'll hear all these things going on, right? So when we're talking about time management and the boss says, this has to be finished in so many hours, right? Now, I don't know what you have to do, right? Do you say the boss is always right and say, yes, sir, I'll finish it, right? And then you have all these kinds of tensions with the body and the mind and put yourself to work and really re reduce your body and make yourself get high blood pressure and all sorts of things and drink a lot of coffee cups of coffee, sit in your air-conditioned room, right? Do all those kind of things, finish the job, don't sleep. Yeah, are you, uh, do you, are you prepared to do all these things, right? So I think uh, this is where we have actually to think about the idea of time, yeah? Because time is important and we have to have a realistic uh, kind of program about how we manage time, how much time can it take to do our job, Right? Now that's something that is, a, according to our experience, according to knowing how many people we have in a team, of course it's a David Ricardo idea, but you still have to budget it because the corporate is asking you in monetary terms, this is what we can afford and in so many hours we have to get this ready or this client wants this ready in this point of time. Right? When If you're working for an ad agency, you're working for any other thing, you might have all these kinds of issues, right? Or you're working in a teaching, uh, of course in India teaching is not uh, thought of very seriously, right? Uh, it's only about the exams, right? Yeah, if you're working in a teaching world, they'll say that, well, so much syllabus is to be completed, right? Now, of course, that's where the dishonesty comes in, right? I can just do it in a slapdash manner, or I can take the trouble to do it honestly, which means a lot of more reading, a lot of more trouble, and a lot of more engaging with the lecture, right? I can just say, SWOT analysis is this, yeah, look up the site, press the button, you'll get everything there, right? Okay, or we can actually discuss it, which is what an arts faculty has to do, right? Which I don't know if it's done, right? And we try to do that, and actually we should have more discussions, because uh, group discussions are important for us, right? Yeah, and that's something that we are supposed to get into, right? Okay, I've got about, anybody has any questions because I've got about half a minute, little more than half a minute left. Yep. Yeah, any questions? Any comments? I can see only three people and I can see that two people are not really from our, uh, the class, right? Yeah, so that's okay, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, then I hang up for today and I hope you think about time 
think about reality and think about how we fit uh, time up with reality, right? Because the point that has to be noted is when we're talking about SWOT